Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We are also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Intern Eric is not here today. It's just the three of us, guys. Old school style. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I uh, brought some bulk barn candy for us to devour. You did. I've eaten most of it. <laughs> what, what do you uh, do? Weigh yourself like before and after the holidays. Um, when I know I'm fat, yeah, I try not to weigh myself because mm. I get so depressed. Oh, but I do weigh myself when I'm in relatively good shape. Mm. Needless to say, I'm not weighing myself right now. How accurate are you when you think you're like I, I probably gained four pounds, and then you check? Oh, I know it to within like under half a pound i've never really? been wrong ever been wrong <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah aren't don't you just inherently know your weight uh for the most part but then sometimes you kind of surprise yourself where at least i do where i'm like oh like i had like a big weekend out or something and then i'm like happily like oh okay pretty good uh, yeah so i'm not always right is, yeah is my point but what's uh, your ideal weight where you know like tonight people are gonna think i'm a hot guy I think like 176 to 178 is ideal. and then, But then sometimes it's like after a long weekend, I'm like one up to 181 and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. And then, yeah. But I usually can sort it out within a couple of days. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I if know. I get to 183, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. It's what? just crazy. Like I just think I'm the best guy in the world. Oh, interesting. Nice. It's hard to get there though. It's mm-hmm. like I, I have like a week and a half in the summer where I'm there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where it. Where you at right now? I'd rather not say, but... Mm-hmm. Over 190, I'll say that. Mm. Well, if it makes any difference. Humiliating. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's holidays. Everybody it's overindulges. Hol- yeah. Like you can, and this is kind of the thing that everybody does is throughout December, even going into December, you know it's coming. You kind of get crazy, and then everyone's like, oh, I'm going to get right Jan, Jan 1st. Yeah. It's almost like a, a determined sort of uh, reset. So you can kind of get n- nutty for the last you know, couple December weeks. is my most depressing month, though. I've always disliked it. You are actually going to Florida, though. Uh, yeah. So will that extend your party time into uh, until when you get back? Yeah, well, and it it also makes me more depressed because I'm going with Alex's brother, mm. my wife's my brother-in-law, yeah, who is like cut from what's the expression cut from stone? Sure. Yeah, he's just naturally ripped. He's got the body he of an have to try? He doesn't really have to try. No, he's just genetically blessed. Mm. And it's so really annoying. humiliating standing next to him, and they, they want to have photos. <laughs> so a good move is, if you're a dad, just to give out a dad tip, hold the baby, have mm. the baby cover your belly, mm. and then usually guys have decent biceps, so you kind of flex while you're holding the baby, and mm. it's blocking all your... Yeah, uh, Lucy's like, why are you squeezing me so hard, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why is Shane wearing a sweater in the pool? <laughs> that's that's another move. I think we've talked about my candy addiction, right? Oh, yeah, you have. Yeah, and... and Bulk some... barn, I don't think... I mean, there's a few places where I see you extremely happy, but there's a certain glint in your eye when you walk into a bulk barn. I'm not kidding. My enthusiasm for it has really not changed since I was a child. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but sometimes I, like, go, like, what? If I tried to, you know, cut out candy for like a week or something, and I, and I literally last for four to five hours, and then I'm like back back on it. It's funny, you know, the the idea of like sort of discipline when it comes to diet in general. It actually like it's so funny how it does work, but how hard it is to do. Because you'd think psychologically, is it that hard to cut out like chocolate and jujubes and shit like that? And I, there's been times where I've done say like three weeks where I'm like I'm not I'm actually not going to eat shit, or like even sometimes I'll get to a month, and you do feel great. You actually end up just dropping sort of stuff naturally, just yeah. kind of living your life. 
But then it's like you go to something, maybe you know, a pod producer brings in a bunch of candy from Walmart. <laughs> brings in fifteen dollars worth of candy. And then once you do it, you're like, ah, fuck it. And then you just sort of start eating any piece of shit candy. Mm-hmm. Then it's like three in the afternoon. You're like, mm, I could go for a donut. It's like, what happened to the discipline? Why is it so hard? Are we conditioned uh, to to sort of like treat ourselves? Like, what happened along the way where we became addicted? Is it yeah. just sugar's the new drug? There's some yeah, evolutionary mm-hmm. thing. Happening. Well, it's just twenty one days to create a habit. So I find. If I'm working out for three weeks, it's hard for me to break the workout cycle. Mm. Like right now, I brought my gym bag because I've worked out every day. I've been playing a lot of basketball. And I was hoping we could get this done relatively quickly (laughs) so I could go out and play. Because I'm addicted right now to working out. Mm. But I'm also in a horrible food uh, period. Mm, So I'm also addicted to food. So it does balance. Well, they say abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, oh, diet base is way more uh, important than than exercise. You than exercise. Yeah. yeah. Basketball is good because you do burn a lot of cardio relatively easy. Spe- burn a lot of calories rather. Speaking of basketball, Shane and I hooped yesterday with uh, John Popolis, co-host mm, of teammate. Yeah, and co-host of the pedestal. Uh, we uh, yeah we played five on five against these uh, these kids. We Ooh. ran the damn gym until nice. the last game, but it's uh, look at my finger. Ooh! I jammed it trying to block some kid from behind, and I ended up like hammering. I also got a knee on knee. And Ooh! I'm, yeah, and it's. I was saying this to Danica after I played I, that these things happen, and she was just like, "You know, when you said you were playing basketball because we're going to Ireland uh, in like ten days," mm-hmm. and she was like, "Just don't like hurt yourself. Like mm-hmm. if you like break, like twist your ankle." Shane's had this happen right before he had Lucy. He he like broke you, my ankle. He broke your yeah. ankle. Mm. It, it ruined you. It does. So, so yeah. she's like, maybe don't get out there, but. We have to practice, Max. Because we got a big tournament. We got a big tournament. Yeah. Me, you, Shane, and John Popolis, uh, we're playing in the Raptors Republic tournament. You know what would be amazing? So this this uh, it's a three-round three tournament. It's yeah. at the Ryerson Gym. Yeah. And we'd love pod fans to sh- <laughs> show up and cheer us on. Yeah. We you want an audience. asking people to come out. Yeah, 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 oh for sure. We Bring play, signs. We play better under the bright lights. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think we will perform better. Uh, if if we have people chanting our names, MVP. What's yeah. our team name again? Eight balls. Do you know why? Because there's four guys. We got eight balls. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, actually, when we played the Nick Stauskas, uh, who who was a, f- a former NBA uh, player, a tournament, whatever game at the uh, that big arena at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. That's where we're playing. This oh, is that where too. this is? Yeah. So they have like the bleachers and all that. Oh, yeah, you might you might be in the, the gym downstairs. Well, but same facility. When we played, uh, you know, with the packed house, mm-hmm. I I'll say I went two for three. I hit a three pointer and a layup. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt pretty good. No, That's good. awesome. I like it when the lights are up. So to your point, you know what? Maybe some pop fans. Come out and mm-hmm. check it out. Like it. Yeah, it's like when a girl you like comes to watch yeah. you play. Yeah. Extra really, juice. Yep. Uh, do you actually, that's a good question psychologically. I mean, I guess I know the answer for Max since he's in a band, but like, you know, some people will be like, oh, like my dad came to my Little League game. It made me more, it junked me up more than it made me encouraged. Or like you said, a girl's in the crowd that you maybe like or something or some peer that you respect a lot. Do you find, that, Shane, in those moments you perform better because the stakes are higher or that it makes you so nervous it knocks you off your game? It depends. Like, my mom has only seen me play basketball once, and in that game, I hit seven three-pointers. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Is she available for this tournament? <laughs> to watch oh, us? No. well, I, I don't. Now I'd be nervous if she came to watch me play because she thinks I'm amazing because that one mm. game, I was so obviously the best player on the court for that one game. Yeah. Uh, but other times, yeah, I, I don't like pressure. Five-on-five five has never been my game anyway. I'm such a one-on-one, three-on-three player. Yeah. That just the full court game is something that is hard for me to adapt to because I over rebound and as a smaller person that's not a good idea and transitionally it's kind of a bad move but for three on three it's awesome to be a good rebounder because there's no repercussions if you don't get the rebound mm. and you don't get back and your yeah. guys already on the court. What about you? 
Mm, yeah, I like when uh, I have someone there to try to impress. I think it's good. It like lifts your game. I think so. You like the ner- the, the, the the feeling. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I'm playing with guys that I know I'm equal to or better than, I'm way better. Or guys I'm comfortable with. If I'm playing with guys who don't know me too well, my game's a little janky, mm-hmm. and then I get nervous that if I miss a shot, they're not going to give me the ball because they yeah. they're under the impression I'm a bad player, which I'm not. But I'll live up to that self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, based on confidence. Hey, um, speaking of your trip to Ireland, yeah, a little shout out. She listens to the pod. Ash Campbell. Yeah, he's getting married. A former love of yours, actually. Oh yeah. If we can talk about that, did you uh, consider going to this wedding? Oh well, you were trying to set me up for like, oh, I wasn't invited, and then you all laugh. (laughs) No, I thought you were definitely invited. No, no, you weren't invited. No, I think this is all part of your plan, Max. No, I just assumed you would have been invited, but then I was thinking (laughs) about the politics between like talking to Alex about having to go to an ex's wedding, Mm -hmm. even even though there should be no politics because she's getting married. You're getting married, or you've been married. You are yeah. married, and it's like I think it's when it's like two. <laughs> wow, Max, you really stepped in it. And I think when it, I think uh, I think when it's like two girlfriends removed, it's not that you know you can do. It's, it's like three girlfriends. Like I'm not saying that it would. I, I think it might be weird to go to the wedding if you're Shane and Alex, mm. but I'm saying it's not crazy for her to send an invite. Yeah, but I think it's hard to get over old Shaney boy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make it uncomfortable for her new beau? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many crunches would you be doing? Would you, if you were going to that wedding in uh, this, this this December, would you have really? <laughs> would you be Honestly, candy for right her now? own benefit, I'd probably eat more candy because I wouldn't <laughs> want to ruin anything. <laughs> Do you think if you got an invitation, Alex would be okay with the, a family trip to Ireland in the way that uh, Mike and Danica are going? I will say no. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Danica is is friends with uh, Ashley Campbell, as you yep. said, because she used to be a part of our, our gang back in the day. Before she moved away. Before she moved away, but she's getting married in Ireland in this small town at like a castle. It's like Downton Abbey. Yeah, because her her beau is an is an Irish fella. That's correct. Yeah. Um, is it annoying for me to call that her beau? <laughs> Max is so old fashioned. <laughs> but she is the girlfriend I'm on the best terms with. Like mm. we're, I think we're legitimate friends. Yeah, she's awesome, and she mm-hmm. whenever she comes back to visit, she actually just she. Uh, well, you were invited to the wedding, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was invited. So what's up? Why the fuck aren't you coming? Well, there's just enough other shit going on that we, the we trip could, to Ireland. We could have had some fun, man. I know. It would have been very good. Um, but, uh, yeah. But it, she listens to the podcast. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, Shout out. Yeah, she does. Ash, I'll, me and Danica will be seeing you soon. Yeah. Well, right, let's get to topics. Well, let's go. Well, we're going to kind of hit two before we get to Shane's. Yeah. So, two little guys. <laughs> two, two little guys. You want, you want to do the bathroom first and then and sure. Burger King? Actually, let's do Burger King first because then you have to go to the bathroom afterwards. There so we'll do it in order of these events. Uh, Burger King has been offering uh, people that have had delayed flights uh, free Whopper. Uh, what, whatever, plant-based Whopper. Impossible. Yeah. Uh, not beyond me. Impossible Burger. Impossible Whoppers is what they're called. So they're plant-based burger. But they're basically saying, hey, if you've been delayed, uh, come to the, the Burger King in the airport and you get a free Impossible It's actually a little Whopper. more complicated than that. They have to sign onto the app. You have to like go get the Burger King app. What if you already have the app? Yeah, okay, and and then you like sign in with your like ticket information or some some bullshit. Everybody does that. shit. Everybody though. does that, and then you get the. the Actually, that app. is a few more steps than normally. It's more than just like coming up to the kiosk. Like they want your information. That's well, the tip. You know how McDonald's was doing that promotion with like if there's like twelve three pointers in a game yeah. of a Raptors game, you got free fries. Mm-hmm. It's like they went through a lot of fries last season because it was a championship season, but uh, you had to have the app to do it. It's just like a way to get people to come to the app and give away fries. And you know they're going to buy more than just the fries when you go in. Well, now they've added a step to that. You were telling me this. I th- you told me this. Or maybe Mark told me because Mark Craig, who we work with, mm-hmm. used to always do it. But Regardless, thought- you relayed it to me. I did. And you have to spend at least a buck now to get the uh, free fries. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, the, the the question here is two twofold. Uh, uh, one, uh, are there any sort of promotions that you guys sort of enjoy that stand out to you? Do you guys like these kinds of executions? Do you think it's good for businesses to do this? Uh, and do, do you find them beneficial to yourself? And two, uh, if you were uh, delayed on a flight or uh, they were trying to basically make rooms uh, or spaces on a flight and they were offering to buy you out, what price uh, would, it, would it have to be for you to give up your seat? Hmm. So let's answer number one first. Any, any, uh, Easy for me. What do you got? Go. Best promotion I've ever seen. Domino's Pizza. Oh, yeah. Just handing out <laughs> free small pizzas. Well, you talked about this on the pod when it happened. Cheese, pepperoni. What perfect. do you want? Organization with no the No questions. Yeah. They don't care if you're homeless. They don't care if you're rich. <laughs> They're giving you a small pizza, and it was delicious. It was one of the best pizzas I had ever had. And I'm like, oh, you don't want me to sign up for an app. You don't want my phone number. You don't want this. They're like, we don't care. You're already asking too many questions. They're just like, go, 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 go. <laughs> no lineup. You know, anytime something's free, there's a fucking huge lineup. It's never worth the free donut yeah. for the three-hour wait. The lineup was moving faster than I could walk. <laughs> I was holding the line up trying to walk. You were sprinting. Yeah. The, yeah, that is very good. Have you been back to that Domino's since? No. Mm. But I love Domino's, and I love them even more for doing. Oh that. yeah, because you order Domino's all the time. That's your favorite. Pizza. Mike and I, I, th- I feel like that's our pizza place. It is. It mm. is. Shane got us on the uh, me and Danica are now heavily on the cracker crust, which mm. Shane got us on to. Nice. Yeah. And if you are going to order the cracker crust, always get extra sauce on Domino's pizzas. They always undersauce the pizza. Mike is into a habit of ordering extra marinara and dipping it in. I say, do not do that. Just ask for extra pizza <laughs> sauce. Really going deep on well our done. Uh, well, it's just good advice. This is a good life hack if you are a Domino's mm. fan. I know it's a polarizing pie. Not everyone's into it. But if you are, <laughs> that's what you should do. Maxi, promotions you dig. Um, my favorite one that comes to mind is that at Pearson Airport here in Toronto, you used to have to pay for the buggies for your uh, luggage. And this was very fucking annoying because the band would roll up to the airport with all of our gear. You don't pay. You, you put it in as like a uh, – you you rent it for a you quarter. You rent it. No, but I think you you didn't even get the money back. Oh. Or maybe you get a quarterback. Either way, the act of having to put change, find change, put the thing in, it would be like a buck or a toonie. It was like very expensive. It was like total bullshit. And so – but then one day we arrived at the airport and CIBC yeah. said, hey, these are on us. And so basically CIBC – sponsored brands the shit out of these buggies yeah brands the hell out of them but then as a result they're all totally free so i have such good feelings cibc actually happens to be my bank as well but i have such good feelings towards cibc for not putting me through the the hassle that i normally would have to go funny you say that i just used one of those last week coming back from philly Mm. and my my brain actually went this is great yeah this is great that these are just here and available and they work and then smart of cibc to just literally you know, say this is on us, litter it front to back with yeah. all their branding, and then you walk away feeling good about it. And they're not my bank. But. No, and I know that like we're in a numbers analytics world where like every like data is power, et cetera. And so every, I get why Burger King wants, uh, you, wants to have your information and have you sign for the app. Totally understand. But when companies can do things where it's just like, it's just a goodwill ge- gesture and they trust that it'll come back financially in other ways because of the goodwill they've created, I really think that's great. I think that's cool. One of my uh, my got, Mike? my fave. Uh, I mean, I I th- it was equal parts good, entertaining, and then also at times embarrassing for me. But uh, the Raptors used to have a promotion uh, with Pizza Pizza, well, yeah. which is a pizza place here where if the Raptors scored a hundred points, no matter what, this was the original promotion. You get a free slice of pizza. So everyone in the building, nineteen thousand five hundred people in the the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, if the Raptors scored a hundred points, you would get a free slice over the next twenty four hours of pepperoni or cheese. What would happen, though, is when the team was particularly, like, bad, uh, we might be getting blown out by, like, 20. 
And then we would like the fans would basically be rooting hard for a guy to like basically hit a free throw to get to it. Say it was like 99 to 120 and the game doesn't matter. So we're losing anyway. We're losing anyway. And then, you, you know, you have Joey Graham at the free throw line and he clanks the second free throw. So we he would be getting booed by the home fans for not getting them their slice of pizza. Yeah. So they were like, shit, this is bad. Or the other thing would happen, we'd be blowing out a team, and what you do, uh, common courtesy in basketball, is if you're in the blowout, and then you have the, the, the possession of the ball in the last 24 seconds, you dribble out the clock, right? Yeah. But say you're sitting at 99 points. It's like 99 to 75 or something like that. Now the fans, again, they start booing if you don't go and score the bucket for them to get their free pizza. So anyway, the, 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 they had to change it so it was 100 points and a win, so that mm. it wasn't as depressing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then uh, and then they got out of the, the free game. Ultimately. I wonder how much players talk about it, because the odd time you'll see a player with the entire arena pretend to put up the shot pretend to put up Lou the Will shot did that, I think, yeah, right? yeah. And, and then everybody's just furious with them because the player like doesn't care that everyone else is getting denied their pizza but uh i wonder how much they talk about that best players. execution i saw of that style of thing is i was at a game uh, a wizards game uh, in washington i was with you you were and their deal was if you're if the opponent misses two free throws everyone gets a free taco so it incentivizes the home crowd to basically lose uh. their mind on the opponent at the free throw line mm, good very smart yeah that's what the rap should do Hmm. Um, yeah, and then, guys, what would it take monetarily to get you to give up your seat on an airplane? This is circumstantial, but I will say $500. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of depends. Like, Usually I, I want to get to the place. Usually, like, I have my schedule pretty jam-packed. I'm not the kind of person that's like, eh, I could spend another day here. So I think it would have to be a, like, a lot of money, like, I uh, I mean, one, it depends where you're going. Uh, am I going to like, you know, an event that cannot be missed and say like the, the relationships at that event is depending on say it's a wedding or something important would be ruptured? Well, then there's really no amount of money. I mean, there's always an amount of money, but not enough that a, a, an airline was willing to pay. The thing that annoys me about these things is they always start low. It's like it's this bullshit negotiation yeah. where they offer you a voucher. Then they offer you 300. Then they offer you five. Then they finally will get to their. So everybody now knows the game, or most people do, where you just sit. Nobody's giving up their seat. And it's like, so we got to go through four different rounds until they finally get to like 1500 bucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Why not just start at $1,500 and see who's willing to give up I'd the seat? I'd love to be a part of like the conversation at the airlines. Like, yeah. okay, the protocol is we always start at $500. Yeah. See if anybody bites. Or like, you know, oh. I mean, yeah, it's just a funny piece of psychology because like it shouldn't be like that. It should just be like, a really generous offer, like start start there. But I guess they go, well, we're gonna get bullied into asking people asking for more, right? So I don't know. I guess, or like the, it's like offer, and someone might take it, you know. But then it's like you're the guy that takes the voucher for like two hundred bucks, and then someone's getting five cash as five hundred cash as you're walking out, and you're like, ah, shit, I should have waited twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like car negotiations. The thing that always bothers me when you're like sort of like trying to buy a car is it's like assholes who go into things willing to like fight with somebody will always benefit. And people that are just like, hey, what's the price of a car? Like, I'm just a nice person that wants to buy a car and get the hell out of here. It's like you are penalized for not being someone who's predisposed to like fight and go in and try to be a squeaky wheel. It's such a fucking weird thing we have like in bartering in this. There are shrewd society. negotiators, though, who aren't assholes. I agree. But why does that have to be a prerequisite to buying a car? Like, it's like, I know what a Big Mac costs. It costs the same for everybody. It's like, but it's like, if you go in, Shane, you might get a different price on a car than I do just because our personality types are different. And it's like the salesperson's job to try and start at a number and just squeeze you. And it's like a war of attrition. But if I'm really sweet to the cashier, sometimes she'll give me extra barbecue sauce and not charge me 10 cents. Mm. Mm, That's nice. Um... All right, so uh, this is kind of another mini topic, but uh, Manager Ash put it in the group, which we did, I found entertaining, is there's a, a new toilet design coming out uh, that 
businesses uh, can, can put in their offices and they are actually they're on like a, a, an incline or a, so that it's actually a very uncomfortable uh, exercise to to drop a deuce at the office you basically wouldn't want to spend that much time there looking at twitter whatever it is you do uh, when you're in the stall but i uh, i mean it seems like workers or people that would ever have to use you know uh, the toilet in their office are outraged at the idea that companies would try and get like sort of uh, lessen your experience in the stall to up your productivity or time at your desk what do you guys think of I'd that be fucking outrage when i had a job <laughs> i loved my own personal time and there's a nice little break a reprieve yeah. from the world yeah yeah it was less about the act and more just about having some quiet time. And pre-cell phone. Uh, no, I was around. No, no, I'm saying pre-cell phone. I used to print off uh, Bill Simmons columns from ESPN. <laughs> See, there you go. At oh, yeah. work? Yeah. And you'd bring them in the toilet? Yeah. What if you saw someone and you're holding all these papers? I, w- I, ha- I slid it into, like, say I'd be wearing a flannel, like, mm-hmm. uh, over top of, like, of a T-shirt. I'd slide it under my arm in the flannel so you couldn't see me come in with the papers. Wow. I'd put it in the arm, and then I'd put it in the recycling, which uh, was, like, you know, right That's a real throw. Like, they, they used to have more. Remember, like, bathrooms used to be, like, littered with newspapers and magazines and stuff yes. like that? Like, just, like, people and whatever. Oh, I would never just leave it in the stall. People used to do that all the time, that they would leave, like, newspapers on the mm-hmm. floor. Like, at or at work. Like, oh, at no, no. Papers. I'm not talking about on the floor. I mean, some people do that, too, yeah. but more just, like, oh, here's, like, Holders. a library. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. courtesy. What about you, Shane? What's the question? Are you mad about this? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were asking if I re- if I read in the toilet. Uh, but sometimes what's, I will go to the washroom. What's the answer to that, though? Do you read in the, bed, in the toilet? I'll, I'll check my phone yeah. uh, for sure. Sometimes I'm just like scrolling Instagram, but sometimes I will do some reading. And sometimes I've noticed I'll go to the washroom thinking I have to go, and I'll sit down. I'm like, no, I just kind of just wanted a break. I yeah. don't even have to poo nor pee. I'm just <laughs> sitting on the toilet. And then I'm kind of embarrassed because sometimes there's people next to me. So I have to wait for them to leave so I can leave without, like, I guess I could do a fake flush, but I still feel like they're on to me. So I can't leave the stall Mm -hmm. unless everyone's gone. Uh, But I think it's such a uh, bullshit thing to think that this is going to increase productivity Mm. when companies should know that creating a relaxed, comfortable atmosphere is the best way to increase productivity. It's just going to make the companies angry like if you want to waste time you're gonna do it on your fucking desk on the internet yeah like the toilet's the least of your problems yeah that's yeah, no, true yeah you get more uh you know bees with honey or whatever the fuck the expression is like yeah. so like start catering lunches and more snacks have a little nap room you know and like the minute you start counting people's minutes like and depending on the kind of work you do obviously this is like sort of office work which can be different than labor and all that stuff but like it's like uh, i always used to find it very interesting is like uh smokers mm. Like we would work with people that smoked, and they would go out for a smoke maybe mm. eight times yeah. a day. How long do you think it takes to have a smoke? Twenty minutes, maybe. Like they no, like, I think five minutes. Is it five? Okay, yeah. felt like they would go five outside, they would minutes. talk, they'd have a couple, whatever. They take their smoke breaks. Okay. I felt I was really like, if you add up their smoke breaks throughout the day, that's a whole other lunch, mm-hmm. guaranteed. So like the non-smokers would be penalized. So I, I I never had to deploy it, but I always had it in my back pocket if anyone ever like questioned minutes. Mm, but yeah, yeah. Luckily, in a creative sort of job and environment, people haven't traditionally counted minutes you know if you want to fuck the dog you're going to figure out a way to do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah there are people that are productive or they're not and whether that equates to eight hours specifically with ass in your seat mm-hmm. you know yeah the, the, the smoker thing is really taking a turn i feel like because it used to be so socially acceptable everyone was a smoker gets their time because they have this habit that they can't kick and that was just everybody's like oh okay that's what it is now i feel like people who smoke outside like are like degenerates no offense anybody yeah. listening but do you know what I mean like anybody that's harsh no degenerates is not the right term but more you feel sorry for them where yeah. you just go well oh. they can't even do it in a comfortable place it's like no no more away more from the building further, further. Get, get back there <laughs> yeah 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 
and it's just like, oh man, this sucks. And then, especially like in the wintertime right now, people oh, they're are freezing, they're freezing, and it's like, oh god, man, it's, it is. Know, you yeah. feel sad. It's yeah. a dwindling group, and they're being pushed further and further away from the, mm-hmm. the confines of where everybody else is is huddled. I'd love to know what the smoking numbers are in general, like uh, compared to say even a decade ago. I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure those numbers are there. Yeah, yeah. What uh, any other, um, what are any workplace measures that would make your office more efficient? Do you guys think? Man, I don't know. You guys don't talk about this. Like you mean like actual like ones that aside from a, a, a toilet on a, on an incline? Yeah, like, like something what would that's be, actually practical. That, that you, I think that a ping pong table is great. You just like ping pong though. A lot of people like ping pong. <laughs> 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 but it, it, that energy, like I I like when I'm just playing a game with somebody. I can talk better. Like my it's like chewing gum. Like your gets your brain going. You know what? Uh, I've uh, learned this uh, to that point. Uh, I remember Michael Lewis was talking about. The, uh, when he's interviewing people, he likes to walk with them. He likes to yes. do something with them. And because when you interview somebody sitting across from their desk, there's a social rhythm that is just sort of unusual and awkward. People tense up in weird ways. But I have the best conversations when I'm walking with people. And so he just like likes to do an act of something. And I yeah. feel like – and like manager Ash and I have our best, most fun brainstorms ever when we're walking around. And I just think that that should be part of office culture. It's like no – like. Board, board meetings, I know you have to kind of do it if there's but like 10 people. 10 people can't go for a fucking walk. I totally get it. But I just find those to be exhausting mm-hmm. and, and, and like maybe not the most like creatively, uh, you know, enabling. You know uh, Adamo? Mm-hmm. From uh, he, I think he was in like the intern <laughs> context. Oh yes. yeah, Adamo. <laughs> but yeah. you said mm-hmm, without actually no, knowing. I could tell. <laughs> no, no, I do remember Adamo. Yeah, I forget how we know Adamo, but he was on an episode. Yeah, yeah, he was on an episode, and I do like comedy writing with him. Well, once a week we we do an hour of comedy writing together. You do? Yeah, but he's so great because he'll sit at the computer and type while I'm walking around or just I'm not using my hands, and I I'm way way funnier with having someone like that to write with. Oh, that's the best. Like um. When I've done like co-writes and I'm in the studio, it's like number one. If I ever feel like I'm stuck, I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going for a walk, and I'll just leave. Just just yeah. like walking, feeling the fresh air makes a huge difference. But also being able to dance around the studio is the most creative thing for me. Where and like and I've actually kind of changed my songwriting. Where before I was like thought I had to be like with a guitar or at the piano, but now I'm just like Tony. Can you just like loop some stuff? Just play, and I'll just kind of walk around and sing stuff. And the the outcome is. Uh, way different than if it had just been me sitting there. Yeah. It's really cool. Mike? Thoughts on pacing? Yeah, no, I, I think moving is good. I think anytime you get up from the desk, like you can get in a, a like a rhythm that's not good at your desk. You what just if, kind of, you're staring at it. Oh, look, Max is standing right What if now. we did a walking pod? That'd be interesting. Could be annoying because you could get out of breath. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like Kevin uh, Nealon has a uh, interview podcast thing where he goes hiking with people. Mm. And he's always so out of breath. It's hard to listen to. I can't even. I haven't listened to it, but I imagine it would be hard to Mm -hmm. listen to. Um, Yeah, I I think moving around is a good thing. Like like I said, like when you're at your desk, you do get into a rhythm, but it's not necessarily a good rhythm. You just sort of you do your thing. You kind of to break that is a very good thing. And sometimes I'm guilty of sort of not. You just sort of like you put in your time. You sit at your desk. You sort of like you get more in your own head and cerebral, whereas like just standing up. And moving around can absolutely change the energy and the way that you're thinking about things for sure. Mm-hmm. We should give a TED talk on this. Yeah. yeah. All right. But not sitting while we do. No, it. no, definitely. Um, just before we get to uh, Shane's secret topic, not secret, I guess it's just Shane's surprise, um, I want to encourage you to check out the pedestal. We have a new episode up with Jordan 
Claire Robbins, who is the star of Umbrella Academy. We did The Princess Bride. Yeah, so uh, uh, that was a, a fun episode. Check out how we felt about The Princess Bride. See if we kept on the pedestal. See if we knocked it off. We'll have more episodes coming to you over the coming weeks as they uh, come out. We did some uh, some a scary one. We did The Exorcist. We did Seven with uh, Kelleth Cuthbert, uh, who you may remember from the Golden Globes with a certain type of water. Um, yeah, Princess Bride was one of my favorite ones to uh, do. Like, it was the most fun in the room, I thought. One of the most fun. Yeah, it was Jordan really was really good. Jordan was great. So, check that out. Nice. Now, Shane Surprise. Okay, so I have something. But I also had the toilet thing was going to be my surprise. Oh, shit. Sure. Sometimes I do find Ash and I are thinking the same thing. Mm. So I'm like, fuck. Uh, so that's why when you, you always ask, got any ideas, I hold back, and then Ash will sometimes come through. And I'm like, that's what I was going to do for the surprise. How did you both come across it? Where was it? It was on Twitter. Ah, uh, just uh, like a big Twitter trend. Yeah, but it was, it was on kind of accounts that weren't super popular. Mm. But I was like, eh, maybe she won't notice. Maybe she will. Um, but I was, I've been really thinking a lot about this Kumal. What's his name? Oh. Last name. I can't say his last yeah. name. Kumal Nanjani, I think is how you say it. And his bod. Yeah, so he, so the guy from Silicon Valley, stand-up comedian, also actor, he was in The Big Sick. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he posted, he's in this uh, this this uh, superhero show, I think it's called, like, what, The Immortals or something like that? I don't know what it's called. But he, because he's on this superhero show, I guess he's been getting in shape, and he went supernova viral uh, over the last 48 hours because he posted, like, a shirtless pic on his Instagram of him. He's fucking ripped. And I've been listening to him on podcasts where he's been alluding to, like, I really want to be in a superhero movie, so I'm going to work out. Maybe he already knew he was going to be in a superhero movie. But the like podcast a, I listened to, it was he was saying just so he could be considered. And now he is. Mm-hmm. But in the month of December, I'm always super depressed about feeling out of shape and everything. And this I, actually brings the pod full circle. This is where yeah, we started. Yeah, that's why I thought it would be a, a good ending. And uh, I've been in excellent shape once in my life. And I was wondering, are you guys interested mm. in trying to get in excellent shape? Second question, do you think you will ever be in the best shape of your life or have you already been in the best shape of your life? Well, to answer the first question, I've been interested in getting in shape for a very long time, maybe my whole life. Uh, so, yes, I am interested in it. Uh, I'm, was, I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah, what, was, sure. what was the second question? Uh, wait, what was my first the one? Best shape we oh, were yeah. In? So do you think right. in your life? Yeah. Because I'm always curious about this. Like, have I already been in the best shape of my life? Mm. Have I already done the best thing I'm ever going to do? Yeah. Is it ahead of you or behind you? That's a great question. I I would say that like as far as like you know like when there's people that like you know when they're teenagers uh, they'll be like oh man like when I was in grade twelve like look at my body or whatever my your torso is usually what people are talking about. It's like I've never felt like there's never been a time in my life where I was like yeah let's party and I take my shirt off and feel good or confident. <laughs> you know how like like you always see like like if there's a pool party in high school it's like people are excited to like. Mm-hmm rip their shirts off you know whatever yeah i've never ever 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 felt that way i can't even think of the last time maybe i was like nine and before i was even conscious of it so it's not like i'd be getting back to a place where i'm like oh young mike is back baby i've always been sort of a loose t-shirt guy uh so i would like to think that if we were to commit to getting in shape like it wouldn't be that hard for me to get in the best shape of my life is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Like, I feel like if I committed two months to it, I would be ahead of whatever the hell I was at like mm. what you would say was my like youthful peak at 15, 16, 17, whatever. And what, what do you think, Max? Yeah, I like this idea, actually. The, the only thing is like I like there's something about my like day to day that is somewhat carefree. And I think that like helps my 
disposition and when it comes to like all the people I collaborate with and work with and anytime that there's like a, a, a stress that feels like oh fuck 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 that throws me off my my feng shui you know just uh, so I would so I'd want to do it but you're way more intense than I am and so on one hand like that could be very motivating for me but then also it could stress me out which I might not want to do so but I do but I do uh, in theory how how do you see us doing this I guess is the question well, we just commit to – our diets would have to be the, the most crucial element. Mm-hmm. And then like Mike and I have tried going to the, the gym before on a daily basis. But the gym's not necessarily Mike's thing. But Mike is a basketball player. I think he could get into maybe doing five push-ups a day, then 10 push-ups a day, then 20 push-ups a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we could get ripped and it could be like a fun – contest type game see i don't uh, like I don't the contest thing not a, a challenge it can't be a sperm camp thing right? <laughs> no no i know you're so against that <laughs> fuck you shane <laughs> but i do i do like the idea of some accountability a like, challenge like, like a challenge yeah it just, it just needs to be like presented in a fun way so we all rip our shirts off now get before photos see that even i don't like okay but we don't post them till we're ripped and we may never post them mm. <laughs> when 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 do we uh when are we done this thing like what, like what's the window here by the way Mike are you into this uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike I, I do appreciate how you're not really that interested yeah. in this and I actually envy you to a degree because I'm a little more interested in it and I'm like oh you know you're just so carefree buddy like no you know what I, I'm fine with who I am and that's great no you know and listen there like Shane said there was a stretch where we went to the gym like for like a month and Shane. Like at, at times in his life, he's good at working out. He knows how to like do reps and he knows how to do it properly. Uh, so when he gets motivated, like he said before, he can get himself in really good shape. Like I don't even really know how that world works and I find it very um, like uh, brain draining. Like I can't I can't get into it. But like Shane said, I could easily if we lived like a, in a warm weather climate, I would hoop for two hours a day if I could. Yep. If I didn't have a job and I lived in Malibu, I would literally be playing basketball all the time. And then just naturally I would be in shape. That's kind of the way that I would do it. Mm. The thing that 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 is a little bit sort of makes me trepidatious to do it is I don't like feeling bad. So what what happens is we'd be like, okay, we're going to um, this is our diet, and inevitably someone's gonna be like, hey, you want to get some Guinness after work? And I'd be like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, ah, I'm letting myself down. I'm letting the team down because the three of us are getting in shape together. And then I sort of inevitably feel bad by just living my life. Well, it wouldn't be that strict, right? Exactly. I know. Like, is there a fun way to do it? Because like for instance, I know you and Ash text each other about the flock salads right you're like yes. oh got the salad today got the salad like that's kind of fun it's a delicious lunch mm-hmm. it also like encourages us like going for that instead of like oh do we get the easy slice of pizza or do we get this and it's maybe a little bit more expensive but it's like it's a fun thing to be a part of and and, and like how do you make health like a good time is my question and if you can figure that out i will do it with you okay well maybe we take tips from listeners mm. on how to make health fun and then people, like, we go home tonight, we take our shirts off in private, we take a photo. We might never see these photos. This might end up horribly. Bro, I don't take my shirt off <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Danica has not seen these shirtless ever. What did I say, Mike? Lights off, then you get sexy time. <laughs> uh, what, what, if, what if we did, like, a funny thing? This, okay, what about this? What if, like, a, a listener, we, we assigned a day of the week to seven d- different li- listeners. So we had a variety of opinions. So it's like Monday, Susie is telling us what we got to do. 
Tuesday, John is telling us what we got to do. And you guys are looking at it. Like, <laughs> it. Which just saying, sounds like an absolutely terrible idea. <laughs> you well, know, I was saying it, it keeps it fresh and interesting. There's some interaction with the listeners. And are these people nutritionists? Health no, experts? no, but you said let's, I want uh, listener feedback to see if anybody's got any good ideas. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure the pod has seven healthy listeners that would be like, yo, I got you on Monday. And then, yo, I got you on Tuesday. You know what I mean? So each each pod episode. No, not episode. I'm just saying oh, during the days of the week. They just tweeted us. They're like, yo, Susie here. I'm reporting for duty on Monday. This is what you guys are eating today. Try this. Try these four things out. It's weird, but I'll do it. Sure. And then Tuesday, it's like, well, what's John got for us today? I and get it. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know, too, the level of discipline that uh, Kumal had to get his body. Uh, well, he did a, a detailed post on how. By the way, can yeah, we talk like, about his post for a second? Sure. Yeah. What, I I found it. Uh, there's so many angles to it, so let's let's pull it up. Um, because it was. Here, let me see. You, oh, would you like me to read his Instagram post? Yeah, okay, yeah. let me find him on Insta. Do you guys follow him on Insta? Actually, I, I started. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you were inspired. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So his post. Uh, man, this thing's rocking. Over two hundred, over a quarter of a million uh, likes on uh, Instagram. <laughs> he says, "I never thought I'd be one of those people who would post a thirsty shirtless, but I've worked way too hard for way too long. So here we are. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain." I found out a year ago I was going to be in Marvel's Eternals and decided I wanted to transform how I looked. I would not have been able to do this if I didn't have a full year with the best trainers and nutritionists paid for by the biggest studio in the world. See, I feel like I could look like him if I had this. Yeah, record. of course. Uh, you I'm glad I look like this, but I also understand why I never did before. It would have been impossible without these resources and time. So big thanks to at some trainer who started working with me at the beginning of the year and made me understand true physical pain for months and months. That sounds fun. Then once we started shooting, a massive thanks to someone else and his team for training me almost every day and making me strong, limber, and injury-free. I can almost touch my toes now. That's funny. And thank you for forcing me to cheat uh, to do cheat meals, David. Matthews Street Catering for their delicious and healthy meals. And finally, the biggest thanks goes to Emily V. Gordon, as we know, that's his wife. That's uh, the big sick was based on their relationship for putting up with me complaining and talking about only working out and dieting for the last year. I promise I'll be interesting again someday. And then he hashtags thirsty shirtless uh, and then gives photo credit. See, congrats uh, to my guy here. Good for you and your sweet bod. Uh, <laughs> I but, can't for the however. <laughs> yeah, however, I just like he's able to have a cake and eat it too because he's able to like do the like the super woke thing, which he's known for. I've listened. To, uh, by the way, I like him. I, I'm a fan of him. I think he's great. Yeah. I think he's fucking awesome. And I've heard him on lots of podcasts and he's been able to like articulate the immigrant experience in America. He's so fucking good. He's a gift to us all. But he's able to like do the thing where it's like, it's uh, he's like this isn't just a thirsty photo but it is kind of a thirsty photo so he gets to do the thing where he still is just showing off and getting the same satisfaction as every other thirsty person but he couches it in all this woke conversation about how his privilege and how this he was only able to do this because he had nutritious and stuff like that but it's like at the end of the day you're still doing the exact same fucking by thing. acknowledging posting a shirtless photo is lame doesn't negate the fact you're posting you're just awesome fucking you're, you're doing it anyway right so it's just like and he's dude. able to have his cake and eat it too and i just find that to be kind of but do you know what i find you honestly you hate people who do the exact same thing you do <laughs> probably <laughs> i yeah it, you're like i can smell the bullshit i'm in a band it's kind of my job to be the hot guy so here i am being hot like you know what I mean? No, you're no, you're right. I mean, maybe, it, it, but it's I have little, this theory too because I hate home. people who do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. It annoys me when I see someone else doing that. Okay, let's put ourselves. You're the same. In, okay, let's put ourselves in Kamal's shoes for a second. Um, how would how would you have done it? Exactly like that. 
Just like that. Well, he's acknowledging, yes, I look amazing. Of course, I'm going to post this because I look amazing. However, this is impossible to do. And I can only achieve this had I had these resources. I understand now why, although I always wanted to look this way, I could never. Yeah. So it's, it's really setting it up for maybe people who are nerds, for lack of a better term, trying to be like, I can be like Kumal now. It's like, no, you can't. I can only do this because of this perfect perfect set of circumstances so maybe lower the bar a little bit and just get into a healthy shape because what i'm doing is otherworldly for these reasons yeah yeah i feel like it could i know you tried to pepper in some jokes there or something but it, i think it would have been slightly more honest and authentic if he was just like you know what i used to make fun of every fucking thirsty person but now i totally get the adrenaline hit and yep circumstances are a little different for me because i was working with a major studio but that's fucking life. Say la vie. You know, anyway, just the, the, the amount of um, qualifying mm-hmm. he did, I was like, okay, we get it. We get it. Like everything has to be about some like political issue and, and your privilege, et cetera, et cetera. But like at the end of the day, you just fucking love looking amazing as does every other fucking Instagram model who yeah. does the exact fucking same thing who you have ridiculed for the last 10 years, I'm sure. But do you think you're being made fun of a lot like on your Instagram like by a bunch of like jocks or something like look at this fucking guy in his bedroom eyes you, you don't you think like bedroom eyes or whatever uh, it's called um may i don't know do, do you think so i don't think so no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what do you think mike i don't know i don't know like i i like no i don't think so i think people that follow i guess they're used to it they're yeah. fans and yeah. it's not even it's like it's like I think anyone can be cynical about anything. Yeah. Depending I know on your that's point what I mean. Yeah, but that's I, what I'm trying to say right now. Yeah, but I would say no one would be cynical toward him. Like I think that people would view what he does the same way they view Chris Martin or Brandon Flowers or whomever, or any other singer, uh, where you're going to have a percentage of people that think it's it's lame, and then you're going to have a larger percentage that think it's really cool, and that's just the way that the world works. So right. I wonder if Matt, what Max is saying about Kamal is, do more people kind of roll their eyes at him, or are the majority of people inspired? Yeah. No, I think yeah, I think I'm being extra cynical here. I just wish that he had. Presi- I, I wish he just had a- acknowledged that the thing that he probably made fun of for so long, sure, uh, is actually fucking amazing. Well, on and- interviews, I've heard him saying like he's always like looked not looked up to, but liked guys with big bodies. Oh, really? Like it might have been him talking on Dax, and they both have this thing where they just love buff dude. Accounts. Oh, maybe I'm not giving enough credit. Maybe, yeah, maybe, see. maybe he like likes it way more. I just assumed as like sort of a pudgy comedian, he'd be like the first person to like make mm-hmm. fun of any jot like meathead at the gym who's looking fucking. Do you know what assumptions do? Makes an ass out of you and, and me. me. And if you work hard enough, you can get that ass into great shape. It's true. So what are we doing with our workout plan? Um, I think what if we did this? We just set an ideal weight that makes us feel good, and mm-hmm. we try to hit that weight. It doesn't matter if we look like Kamal. I like that. I That's do good. like that. Like, and by the way, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's been times in my life where I've I've dropped way down, and you look good, but usually it's because you're depressed or going through a breakup or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, how do you do that when you're? you're I got not, it. Hit me. Danica will break up with you. Oh, that's the best way. That's a cheat mode, though. <laughs> it is cheat mode. It's true. Um, but I'm willing to do it for the pod. Yeah, I like it. I got a, I got a number in mind. What? Let's hear yours. I think. I feel good at like 177, 176. I was going to say that. Yeah, but... Perfect. But so let's all get to 177. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but seriously, okay, let's set an ideal weight. And okay, but I've always wondered if I got down to like 173. Whoa. Like, because I think 177 is me like not fucking 
drinking and uh, and eating pizza like regularly. What are you six one? Uh, six. Six. You're six. Like six n- flat. Narrow You're frame. six flat. You're but, a little taller than me, so yeah, but I'm I have, a, six I have like a narrow frame. You have broader shoulders than me, Shane. Is that and, a good and longer thing? arms. We've talked about how yeah, long your arms. It's are. true. You're packing like six extra pounds in those arms. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> On either side. <laughs> um, and so, but but I wonder. I'm like, oh man, if I was like really disciplined, not really disciplined, but if I just like, you know, opted for the salad instead of the pizza, like. Two to three times a week, yep. and I didn't go to Bulk Barn mm-hmm. once a week. Oh man! Like they're I, I think they're gonna go to business, bro. I know. I think I could get down to that weight. I think, but I've never actually fucking. What tried. are you right now? I think I'm like one. I had just had some pad thai. I'm probably 180 right now. 180? <laughs> yeah. You're only 180. How much do you think I was? Oh, I thought maybe 185. Mm, I, I, I weighed myself yesterday. I was like 179. Holy shit! That's very impressive. All right, but, but I'm, here's how it's gonna work. Okay. Let, if, if we really want to try and do this, why don't we all weigh in and then try and lose 10 pounds? Is 10 pounds too crazy? That might be crazy. I don't know. Is that crazy talk, Shane? I don't know. I don't think that's crazy. I think we go for eight pounds. Okay. This will be really compelling radio. Yeah. So a weigh-in we, and then eight. I'll bring my scale next episode. Yes. Oh, good. This will be great. This is going to be embarrassing. I'm going to have to lose weight just for the weigh-in. Before the weigh-in. Stop it. You look great. It's not about looks. It's about what the scale says. <laughs> <laughs> I got my hands